Well, once again, happy Thanksgiving, folks. This is our last show until Monday. I have no idea what the schedule of my next guest is here at WABC, but I can tell you on most days he follows us and does a great job 10 a.m. every weekday morning, as well as a huge star at Fox News, Fox and Friends every weekday morning, and his own show, which I love. It's called One Nation, 9 p.m., but after my boy Levin, Saturday nights on Fox News, he is the man, the great Brian Kilmeade. Brian, good morning, buddy. How are you? Uh, my schedule's big. I mean, I'm going to be here on Friday. I'm going to take Thanksgiving off. Going to be live this morning. So right after you, just like you, walking up right up to Thanksgiving. Then we're going to go blow up, blow up some balloons to make the parade extra special this year. Oh, are you going to do that really from uh, what? Right outside the studios? Nope. I just wanted to be included, make you <laughs> think that I'm part of the mania. I would never do that. Well, you know what's it funny? It's too cold. Now I used to live. And on, it's raining. Yeah, I know. But I used to live on the Upper West Side on 104th and West End until I moved to Queens two years ago. So uh, we were pretty close to Amsterdam in the 70s where they blow up the balloons tonight. They blow them up on Wednesday night. So Thursday morning's a parade. So we would, my kids were little, go to the balloon blow-up party Wednesday night. And then we've even sat there in the stands once or twice during the parade. Now my daughter's in Europe in college and my son's in high school. They're too old. But we've done all that. It's actually kind of fun. Yeah. uh, We went twice into the city to see the parade. And it was good when they're younger. But it's probably the last place I want to be. Now we find out, hey, by the way, we might have a a, a greater chance of a terror attack. Fantastic. Who would have thought that? (laughs) You open the border wide up, let 100,000 people we don't know sleep on our streets and take over our hotels. Well, I never thought it would be a problem. Well, look, I still don't buy that. I, I feel like the major events they don't do. They try to find times when we're kind of um, asleep, if you will, like that 9-11 morning. The major events, usually they don't go after marathons, parades, but you never know. You're right. I know Christopher Ray has scared the hell out of us the last couple of months. And I got to tell you, Brian, I don't know about you, but as a New York resident like you, every time this idiot governor, Kathy Hochul, speaks, especially about security in New York, I feel uh, less safe. How about you? Absolutely. And by the way, don't forget, they're cutting the, the Joint Terrorist Task Force, one of the best in the world. They cut back on that. So don't tell me, oh, we got our guys ready. No, you cut the numbers, and then you made it, uh, you disincentivize people from staying in. And then Kathy Hochul talking about how she's on top of things. She's reading right from her cards. People that are into this know this stuff cold. They get briefed so often they can take any question. The question is, what can they actually tell us? With her, I just feel like she's married to the prompter, looking at her cards, trying to act like she's in control. No, I agree. And then, uh, as you mentioned, the numbers of people since 2021, bad guys, bad guys from really bad countries, as Donald Trump would say, uh, they have come in here in big numbers. And if if it's not going to be on Thanksgiving, uh, like Christopher Ray said, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And, you know, I was on uh, Fox News on Friday night. I actually was on Jesse Waters' show. He was out. Will Kane filled in. And uh, he said to me, you know, Eric Adams all these budget cuts, what does it mean for the city? And I told him, Brian, I said, look, right now you've got three different criminal elements every day in New York. You've got your everyday crime, right, the guys that are still slashing people on subways and robbing people and mugging people. Then you've got the illegals, the migrants, a percentage of them commit crimes all the time. Then you've got what we're talking about, these terrorists, 
So right now you've got three different groups, if you will, ready to attack New York City. And we find out a couple of days ago from the mayor that forget about 45,000 cops, forget about 40,000 cops. We're looking at about 27,000 cops. How does that make feel any of us feel safe? And he says it's because we spent billions of dollars on illegal immigrants. So we shut down libraries on Sunday, dim the street lights, and cut back cops of the two cop academy classes. And I believe they're going to be cutting the budgets on the FDNY. It doesn't. But what you could say is this was thrust upon him, and the mayor did speak out, just like the governor of Illinois did speak out. But if you really cared, you'd be telling everybody we're getting rid of the sanctuary city problem. Uh, We're going to get rid of that status. And you would say, I made a mistake when I first took over. I thought we'd have a handful of illegal immigrants and we'd be able to take them in and refurbish a hotel. But not by any stretch, I never thought this and I was wrong. Then I'd say to myself, "Okay, he got the job and it's a lot harder and different than he thought. Let's, you know, join the club. Let's go. But he only goes halfway every time. I agree with you because... If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GobbleLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. The truth is, like I said to Will, it is partly his fault. Like you said, when all this started happening, he was quick to say, come on, we're a sanctuary city. Don't forget, when the first couple of buses arrived here, Brian Kilmeade, he was out there shaking hands. He's the guy <laughs> that put him in four-star hotels while American homeless are sleeping in the streets. Some American veterans are sleeping in the streets. So I asked Rudy Giuliani yesterday on my show, Rudy, the greatest mayor ever, I said, what would you do now? And he said, Sid, I'll tell you what I would do. I would put these people back on the buses and send them to Washington, D.C. Eric would never do something like that because, A, he feels like it's inhumane, which is bull. And second of all, he has to still kowtow to the Democrat Party. So every once in a while he speaks like a Republican who makes sense, but most of the time his actions are a Democrat that is destroying this city. Is that fair to say? Yeah, what he's doing is not stopping the city from being destroyed. I I thought de Blasio was actually doing things to destroy the city. I think that what he's not stopping the things that are happening the way he can. That's what frustrates me. You see him understand the problem. Like, you know, with Joe Biden and his green push and his massive deficits and his timid way of running our military and this DEI, all negative things to hurt our country. Sometimes I think the mayor totally gets it. But someone almost I feel like he gets to him and says, you can't do the right thing. You just can't do it. But I feel like he knows how to do it at one point. He's got to say, I'll be a one-term mayor. I'm just going to do the right thing. I'll lose the party machine if I have to. I'm just going to do the right thing. And I believe that he must be also understanding that if he does that, he could probably still win re-election because so many Republicans want someone to be effective uh, and they're tired of uh, looking around and seeing this whole thing fall apart. There's a lack of logic with our politicians. There's no more hard. There's no more hard decisions to make. There's just there's no more practical. There's no more practical politicians in there with their hand on the steering wheel anymore. 
I mean, some of these decisions are just idiotic that they're making. I mean, letting the people out of prison, never adjusting it, weakening our laws, uh, uh, cutting back on cops, diminishing uh, their ability to do their job. And you wonder why crime and, and the American lifestyle is going down. It's just this is a lack of logic. He, some, he shows us that he can do it, but then he pulls back, which adds to the frustration. This is Brian Kilmeade, Bottles Me, 10 a.m. every weekday morning right here on WABC, Fox and News, and, of course, his own show, 9 p.m. Saturday nights, One Nation. So are you still, um, you know, talking this crap like other folks that Ron DeSantis still has a chance and Nikki Haley still has a chance and we're still a couple of months out from Iowa and Trump is going to prison and blah, blah, blah? Or are you finally going to say what I've been saying? It's over. It's over. Trump won. No, it's, it's not over. But uh, Trump's in a good position. You can no longer say that Donald Trump can't win the general. And I think the, his opponents have stopped saying it because he's won. He's on top in the last four polls. But I do not think that you ever, before the game starts, give anybody the victory. And the game has not started. We got a few weeks until Iowa. Oh, After Iowa, <laughs> if he trounces, yeah. the, the the field thins into yeah. New Hampshire. Right. If he wins again, yeah. does Haley stick around to South Carolina? DeSantis will not do well there. And if she is close in all three, she sticks around for the long uh, for the long haul. And Ron DeSantis, it's got a major. Uh, Iowa boost. We know he's got the governor, and now he got this guy Bob Vanderplatz, yeah. and everybody that this guy has picked has won Iowa. Yeah. So we'll see where it goes. The one thing I don't love about DeSantis is yeah. he's going doing a Democratic talking point and saying that Donald Trump has lost his fastball. Donald Trump hasn't lost it. That's not a weakness for Donald Trump. That stuff I can't stand. DeSantis is still down about 25 points in Iowa in every major poll, even with him picking up all these endorsements. Nikki Haley, all this momentum in Iowa and New Hampshire, she's down about 25 points, both down about 40 points in national polls. So you're right, the game hasn't started, but Trump's not a 17-point favorite. He's like a 30-point favorite. But play the game. You can't close the curtain before the the show starts. The show starts in Iowa. And let's see what, what comes out. And even if Trump loses in Iowa, most people who win Iowa don't win the nomination. That's right. So that would be the point what he says out of it. And then if New Hampshire's close, they only have like 1.1 million people in New Hampshire. So that thing can change if you come out of Iowa with momentum. And the other thing is, I don't know if you agree with me, I think this is a talented Republican feel. So it's not like Dennis Kucinich and Bernie Sanders, these niche crazy candidates that are just out there to to make us laugh. You know, you got you got two very prestigious candidates. Chris Christie kills it in every debate. I mean, this might not be his time, but you can't say he is not good. What? And then you have Vivek Ramaswamy, who uh. is definitely playing a role. But they're they are a talented field. Without Trump, I think the Republicans would still be strong. Chris Christie is a fat, stupid, backstabbing jerk-off whose time was a no, decade he's ago. He's an embarrassment. Vivek Ramaswamy. Well, what happened with you and Chris Christie? He's what happened with me and Chris Christie? you know him? He's a great guy. Uh, he's not a great guy. He's a backstabbing phony. And uh, Vivek Ramaswamy hates the Jews. I'll give you DeSantis. I'll give you uh, Haley. They're relatively impressive. But calm down, okay? Calm down. They're okay. 
You got one guy who can save this country. <laughs> one, his name is Donald Trump. But I do want to get to other presidential news because you do Calm know the down. presidency as well as anybody. And uh, you've written all these great books, including a book right now about Roosevelt and uh, Booker T. Today, as you know, Brian Kilmeade happens to be 60 years to the day that John F. Kennedy was assassinated. And I had Bill O'Reilly on a couple days ago. We talked about, did Lee Harvey Oswald really do it? He said, I covered this. He certainly did. But there's a healthy percentage of folks who think he did not. Maybe it was Cuba. Maybe the mob. Who the hell knows? What are your thoughts well, did, 60 years later on the Kennedy assassination? Well, I've, been, I've had my, uh, my own investigation team working on this yeah. and for decades. And they have yet to provide a report. So I'm going to have to rely on you. <laughs> um, for this. So, oh, by the way, did Bill O'Reilly yell at you when you said, I think it was somebody besides Lee Harvey Oswald? Did he yell at you? No, because I didn't say, I think that. What I do is, oh. I actually, I, I, I mention other, so I save myself that embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> because he does yell at you, right? Has he, he yelled at you yet? No, he loves me. We do shows together in front of live audiences. We text each other. Like, we're actually, like, really close at this point. It's insane. It's surreal. But, no, he's very good to me. Very good. He yells at you? Right. Yeah, he'll, he'll get mad at me. <laughs> he, you can tell. But it's okay. Oh, I know for great. him, I get it. Most of the time, he's right. Yeah, of course he is. Uh, but, and you are, right. too. All kidding aside. So who's, uh, who's coming up on the Thanksgiving Saturday edition of One Nation? All right, coming up on One Nation, I'm going to leave with Michael Waltz and uh, Derek Van Orden, two one Na- Green Beret, one Navy SEAL, on the state of our military, this whole woke thing that's happening, why we have to start hitting back in the Middle East, and we better not lose our spine with Israel. And when it comes to Ukraine, we can't quit that country. I'm going to find out what they think about the state of our military uh, and also uh, what we can do right now. I'm tired of just complaining. I want to find out what they can actually do. I'm also going to have on the show Will Kane. You're going to get mad at me, but I believe that sports betting is really killing sports. It might be a quick shot in the arm of money-wise. That's great. Good job. The ESPN go cash in. Uh, DraftKings, good luck with that. I just think it's killing the purity of sports. No, and, and even some of the athletes are saying uh, they're feeling it. So we'll talk about that. Um, also, what am I? Oh, I'm also going to look at um, to the with John Cooper. He's a lead singer of Skillet. He takes on this woke society and talking about how to get the uh, change the mindset of our kids who now love Bin Laden and love Hamas. So we're tackling that. And of course, the big story over the weekend, Saturday at four o'clock, I'll be in West Islip at Barnes and Noble, and I'll be signing. The only Long Island appearance. You might see me on Long Island, but it might be on a train or going to the uh, going to the supermarket. But I'll be signing books one time, four o'clock on Saturday. Uh, Teddy and Booker T at the Barnes and Noble in West Islip. Just go to BrianKillMe.com and make a make a reservation. That sounds awesome. And I don't disagree with you about the uh, the Will Kane segment sports betting. I mean, I I bet on sports most of my life, but I'm, I'm a little annoyed by it at this point. I mean, every single commercial break is a FanDuel this and a DraftKings that. And for me, it's actually too saturated. It's become too much. I understand states like Nevada, New York, New Jersey are starting to bring in some serious revenue. That does help. But I don't disagree that it kind of takes away from the game when every single play you can bet on, their odds, I think it's kind of silly. But in the end, Brian, happy Thanksgiving to you. This show has done very, very well, my morning show. And I really believe that your weekly appearances are part of the major reason why. So I'm very, very thankful this morning for my friend Brian Kilmeade. 
And I'm thankful, Sid, for your loyalty. Without you uh, serving it to me every day and letting the audience know you can stick around, Brian's okay, uh, I would not uh, have the success I've had. So I can't thank you enough, and you're just killing it. The big question is, will I be throwing a lunch party for WABC and their anchors and executives, and will you point me to the right restaurant? Well, like you, I did last year. Like last you did last year. Great. Remember, I was walking the wrong direction. Yes, you did. You went the wrong way, and I found you. We went to that. Uh, we went to that great steakhouse, actually, uh, Bobby Vance. So I'm yes. looking forward to it this year. Whatever it's going to be, Brian, it's going to be fun. Happy Thanksgiving. Have a great weekend. And I meant what I said. I think you're terrific. You really are. We'll talk again next week, buddy. Thank you so much. All right, stay within yourself, Sid. Go get him. (laughs) All right, Brian, there he is. Follows me every weekday morning right here on WABC at 10 o'clock. And, of course, Fox and Friends on Fox News every weekday morning at 9 p.m. after Mark Levin, Saturday nights on Fox News, One Nation. He's my friend, Brian Kilmeade. We'll come back with more on Sid and Friends in the morning. A very exciting two hours about to come your way.